Welcome back, everybody, to episode 82 of the Orange Shoe Podcast. Today, you're introduced to Michelle Dubis, the owner of Dubis Cooks. How many of you listening to this right now have ever been like, man, I really wish I had a personal chef that could just come to my house, cook all my food for me, it aligns with all my nutritional needs to help me just reach my goals? That's everybody, right? Like, I know that's my ultimate dream. But Michelle is like that perfect bridge person for you. So Michelle is a chef. She was also a personal trainer. She has all the knowledge you're ever going to need. And she has an amazing business, Dubis Cooks, where she will meet with you and help you in any extent like that you need. So do you just need somebody to help you with meal prepping and grocery lists, like developing the recipes and the grocery list? Or do you literally want her to come to your house and show you how to use your kitchen, give you some insight on maybe some things you need to buy to make the kitchen function a little better for you? Then Michelle's the person for you. So I'm like really excited for everyone to meet her, learn more about what she does and how you guys could potentially like partner with her to help you bridge that gap. A lot of us know that we need to exercise, we need to move our bodies, but we ultimately know that like being healthy and losing a little bit of weight needs to happen in the kitchen. And we all have very busy lives and we're all trying to figure out how can I cook more at home, but do it in a way that just doesn't suck up so much of my time and I could do it consistently. And that's where Michelle comes in. She's going to help you with that. So without further ado, let's get you guys introduced to Michelle. And before we hop into the episode, here's a quick message from our sponsor. Is your nutrition preventing you from reaching your goals? Do you enjoy eating healthy, but don't enjoy or have the time for all the prep work? If so, then I highly recommend checking out Lean Feast. Lean Feast is the premier meal prep service in the medicine area. They take out all the guesswork and provide you with quick, healthy meals on your schedule. The best part, you get to choose what goes into your meal and how many you purchase. Let's say you struggle with eating healthy lunches during the work week. Then you could go there, purchase five lunches, and eliminate that struggle. The meals take three minutes to warm up via microwave or stovetop, and then they are ready to eat. Season with your favorite spices to add your own little flair. Gone are the days of running to the drive-thru or skipping meals altogether because you failed to plan. Head over to Lean Feast today and use promo code OSPODCAST for 10% off every order. You will not regret this decision. Hey, Michelle. Welcome to the Orange Shoe Podcast. I'm excited to chat with you um, and your company, Dubas Cooks. I've been seeing, I've been looking at your website, found all your promotion material, and I was like, I got to talk to this girl. And I reach out to you and you're like, hey, Tom, what's up? Yeah, let's get on the podcast. Also, I used to train at Orange Shoe. So I was like, oh, this is a match made in heaven. So we were just talking before I click record and you were a trainer at the Junction Road Orange Shoe in Middleton. So anybody that's still there um, and see if they remember you, um, say hi. (laughs) (laughs) It was years ago, but maybe. (laughs) 2012, you said, right? That's when you were training there? Yeah, that was the year. Yeah, awesome. So- um, Michelle, so I'm really excited to have you on. I'm excited to chat about your business, Dubis Cooks, and um, you're just kind of like, it, you you have a great niche in the market right now with kind of like meal prep, right? There's a lot of meal delivery services out there will drop the food on your doorstep. You got to cook it. Some of them will drop it on your doorstep. You don't have to cook anything. But what, one thing I like about what you're doing is that you're an actual human being that will meet with somebody face-to-face and help mm-hmm. them with a lot of different things when it comes to meal prepping, like dietary restrictions and just like teaching them how to cook in their kitchen, how to use a knife, what these recipe, like what this like um, recipe is or what this, um, you know, spice is and how do you use it properly. So like a lot of questions that don't really get answered by a lot of meal delivery services, you kind of fill that void. So 
um, I'm excited to chat with you and and hopefully um, learn a lot about what you're doing and and um, bridge that gap and you know try to give people um, someone that they could reach out to and meet with and chat with to um, kind of help them with their you know meal prep and their nutritional needs. So thank you so much for like taking the time today to chat with me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, th- this company uh, kind of started out basically as a side business for myself as I worked my full-time job as a chef. Um, but I've had such a long history of working in fitness and health with people that I wanted to take all of my knowledge as being this chef that could create great meals um, and teach people that it's not too hard to make something taste really good while still meeting their goals. And so, um, you know, fitness goals, health goals, you know, just anything that kind of keeps them moving forward to be a healthier, better version of themselves. Um, but I find that people have a lot of food anxieties. They get stressed out cooking. Um, they don't feel they have time or budget to do it. Um, so, I love working with people to figure out their specific path of how they can meal prep and make food taste really good and uh, still feel healthy and Mm -hmm. still move towards a goal. Um, And even people with dietary restrictions or medical problems, um, I'm really happy to work with and work around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like just looking at your background with like, you know, going to culinary school and then working in the restaurant industry and being mentored, it says by a James Beard award-winning chef. So like you have a lot, a lot of experience in, in the cooking world, in the chef world. And so when you become a personal trainer and you already have a lot of that, like that knowledge of being in the kitchen, mm-hmm. we all know as personal trainers that when somebody comes to us and one of their main goals when they join a gym is weight loss, we know that it's not necessarily the things that they're doing in the gym that's going to achieve that. That stuff can definitely help, but it's the food, the things that they're doing outside of the gym that's really, really going to play a factor in that weight loss. And so for you as a trainer, having all that knowledge, it was like, I'm sure you're probably like, yes, like I need to utilize this more because this is ultimately what's going to help people get to that, ultimately mm-hmm. get to their like feeling healthy, losing mm-hmm. that weight. It's it's what they're eating. And a lot of times the eating is like you said, it's the lack of time, crazy hectic schedule, or yeah. a lot of it is just lack of knowledge, right? Like we're not taught this stuff in school growing up, how to make a meal for yourself, but also how to make it taste good. And, and then right. also help have it like, depending on what your goals are, whether it's running a triathlon, like doing a triathlon mm-hmm. or just, you know, being, just being a healthy individual, you don't know how eating and is going to um, affect your, you know, your, your, your goals and right. how eating is going to look different depending on what those goals are. So um, yes. when did you decide that like, I, I, cause I know you said you're doing this kind of like on the side, what yeah. really ignited that passion to be like, okay, I'm going to pair these together and I'm going to kind of run with this. Well, I think because just from my personal perspective, um, I felt I wanted to move towards a healthier, more well-balanced life as well. So, and this has always been a dream of mine to have something where I could really make an impact on people's health. And it was nice to do it part-time, but I thought I could like find a way to reach people more by just kind of going all in and making it my thing. 
Um, so I knew I needed to do it personally. Um, but I also knew that, um, if I kept going down the path that I was going in my profession as a chef, I would never get to this point. It's a big leap to decide to like, give up your progression as a chef because you keep, you know, every job you're getting bumped up in your roles and, uh, you're, you know, you're becoming you, you, as you would, you're moving up in your profession, but, mm-hmm. um, I just didn't see myself doing that forever for the long term. Uh, so I really enjoyed what I was doing part-time. And so now I want to fine tune it and make this something that people can rely on in, um, you know, as a service. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it, it was just kind of a, it took a little time for me to get there. Um, cause you know, if you're starting your own business, it's, it's challenging. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of components that you're dealing with and you're trying to, you know, you, you give up security (laughs) to, to take a leap and do something a little more, um, meaningful and, Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what I was wanting to do is to do something more meaningful. And mm-hmm. I love being a chef. And this is the big thing. Like what you learn as a chef is to be organized in the kitchen. And I think the tools that I've learned to be so organized is so applicable to everybody's like daily lives. And so not every way that people prepare their mise en place, which is that word that you use to get everything in its place and position the way you need it so you can execute all those meals appropriately. So I like teaching that skill to people. Mm. So it's me coming into someone's kitchen and looking at their kitchen and saying, oh my gosh, you know, you're missing your chef knife and your cutting board and you don't don't have have a food processor, a rice cooker. It's like, you're missing these things that could make your life so easy, Mm -hmm. you know, and pantry items. It's like, all of a sudden there's these list of items and I look in your pantry and all you have is, you know, uh, a can of beans and some, you know, some, uh, some salt and pepper. So it's kind of <laughs> like, how do I deal with that? Their to- kitchens are stocked like an Airbnb. When you go to an Airbnb, you got like your salt pepper and that's about it. Like, yeah, some <laughs> Airbnb- I've seen more Airbnbs better than some people's kitchens. So it's, like, <laughs> so it's creating that lit. I give them those tools. So you are set to make these meals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's a skill that's very overlooked. As like, mm-hmm. is your and, first off before you start diving into like the recipes and meal prepping and buying groceries? Like, is your kitchen set up to actually do what you want it to do? And think about like you go. I've I've been to kitchens before where I've turned on all the burners, and two out of the four burners aren't working. You yeah. know, so it's like, whoa, we we gotta we gotta dial this back and figure out we need to set, we need to set you up. So it's mm-hmm. like, let's get these burners fixed. Let's figure out, you know, how do you want to cook? What do you want to learn? Um, and it's figuring out what can we get done in a couple hours that's going to give you what you need mm-hmm. uh, without you feeling like you've just been overwhelmed in the kitchen. So yeah. yeah it's a Are big- you someone who like, is your refrigerator perfectly organized? Like you have it, like uh, you ever open someone's refrigerator and you're like, you start to freak out because it's so disorganized. You're like, oh my God, I want to reorganize your whole fridge right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do that all the time. I see a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. 
we have on, on my refrigerator, which I try, you know, it depends on who you are, but I have a whiteboard okay. and on it, we have everything that's currently in it. Oh, okay. I erase it when it's gone. Mm, that's so smart. It's, and I even have like my leftover quantities and things like that. And it's just setting that list up takes some time, but it also lets me know, um, Hey, I've kind of had something in here for way too long. I mean, I, I don't, I don't label in my, my own fridge, but I can label in other people's fridges for kind of that health and safety sort of thing mm -hmm. for, for everybody. But um, teaching people labeling and when they mm -hmm. need to freeze something and what can be frozen uh, so you don't waste food. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also an educational piece for people too, because I think sometimes they might feel, well, I've got all this food now. What do I do with it? I'm not going to eat it all. Well, there's ways we can eat it. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like for us, we like to um, we have like a like a piece of paper on the side of the refrigerator, and it's my or my wife Kelly's job is like if you use something and you realize it's low, you got to put it on the shopping list. Like mm -hmm. so, then no matter what, we're never like going grocery shopping and then coming home and realizing we have a recipe now that we're we don't have cumin, we're out right. of cumin or whatever. It's like it's, right. it's like your job. Like if you realize something's low, put it on the list. Like and for low means like there's about a quarter of it left. Like, yeah, yeah there's exactly. enough to maybe cook a couple more recipes, but pretty soon we're going to need a new one. Let's, we'd rather have a new one two weeks ahead of time than be mm -hmm. cooking and realize you don't have something like that's like an oh shit moment. So yeah, it's like, yeah, you got to find like your system of like, how do you make sure one, you're keeping everything stocked, all the spices yeah. are ready to rock and roll, but it's organized. And then, yeah, you're not, you're not wasting food. And a lot of times, one of the big issues I see for a lot of people when it comes to like grocery shopping and meal planning is a lot of times people go to the grocery store and I used to shop like this when I was much younger and just dumb and obviously a typical boy at 20 something years old. Um, I would just go to the grocery store and not even have a plan. I would just walk right. up and down aisles and grab shit that looked good to me. Like, oh yeah, I like uh, I like Oreos. So I'll grab a slack of Oreos. Oh, I, everybody needs like a bag of frozen chicken breast in their freezer, right? That's just like what everybody does. So I grab a bag of frozen chicken. And then, but I would shop without a plan. Well, what ended yeah. up happening is what I would just waste a lot of shit because stuff would go bad because I didn't have a plan for it. I had, mm -hmm. I didn't have a recipe for it. So I'd buy asparagus and then I'd go like a week and a half without eating it. And then it's bad. And I'm like, why did I buy that? Like I bought it cause I look, it looked good to me and I wanted to use it, but I didn't have a right. plan to use it. So I never cooked it. And yep. so I see that as a big issue is that a lot of people buy stuff. They stock their fridge with a lot of amazing things, but then they don't have a plan to use it. So it goes to waste. And when I met my wife, Kelly, that was a big yeah. thing that like she taught me is like, no, like we pick your recipes out for the week and then mm -hmm. out we go through all the recipes. You create your grocery shopping list and mm -hmm. then you buy everything. And then by the end of the week, your fridge is empty because you've exactly. used everything you bought. So like now we're in this routine of where like she makes the grocery list Wednesday, we shop on mm -hmm. Friday. So every week by Thursday night, our fridge is bare bones. Like there's nothing in it until we mm -hmm. wake up and grocery shop Friday morning. And now we restock it for the whole next week. And now it's we're never wasting anything. It's so nice too. And that's where, you know, I had a week recently where I was not able to food prep and it sure threw me off. Yeah. And, you know, I getting clients in that sort of routine where they see uh, that benefit of always having a stocked fridge with food uh, throughout the week that's fresh. Um, and then they know what to do with it. Like for instance, you and I were had talked about different ways in which you can kind of create that, that food accessibility. And yes, you could bulk prep things. You can bulk prep grains, 
pastas, potatoes, sweet potatoes, kind of get your starch and your sides set. You have my, maybe two different options there. And then maybe do a set of like roasted root vegetables. And then all of a sudden you've got the makings of a really nice lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming up with fun, different dressings that you can put on top of it. And instead of going over to a store and paying, you know, anywhere from 12 to $18 for one bowl of that, you've now prepped for the week and you have your choice of things and it's cost you way less than that. Yep. I always say grocery shopping seems like it costs a lot because that one bill will be big. Like Mm -hmm. when we grocery shop each week, we're around 180 to $220 a week. Uh, for grocery shopping, we eat every single meal in. we rarely eat out. We, mm-hmm. lo- you know, and so it's like, it, yeah, it seems expensive in the moment. Like, wow, $220 on groceries this week. Well, it's like, well, no, that's not expensive to us because we knew if we went out to eat for every meal. So if we're eating every meal in, if we decided to switch that and eat every meal out, we'd be four, five, $600, right? It would just be insanely more money. And yeah. it just saves you so much. And it's always so nice to know, like a lot of times, you know, people end up going to the drive-thru or, um, you know, grabbing something quick is because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't like the meals that either like one, you're not accessible, like, right. You didn't create this accessibility in your, in your kitchen to make things really quick. So your dinner is going to take you just 10 minutes or 15 minutes to prep because you've already done all the dicing and you already got the, you know, the, the, the dressing made and the sauce is ready to go. Um, you're like, I got this 45 minute or this hour recipe I'm going to cook. And then you're just like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to grab something on the way home. Cause I don't have the energy to spend an hour you know, on a Thursday night to cook. And so it's like having that accessibility and knowing how to ingredient prep for the week is Mm -hmm. so huge because when you know that you have something that's only going to take you 10 minutes when you get home, it makes it so much easier to just go home and cook dinner because Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be easy. And it really eliminates that feeling of like, oh, screw it. I'd rather just go out to eat tonight. Well, and also I, I always ask people this question about when they go out to eat. Um, and I don't, I love going out to eat, but I kind of mm-hmm. make it now more as this fun yes. uh, activity, yep. you know, versus like this need. And I'm standing at the coffee shop and I see a sandwich and I'm kind of like, should I eat this sandwich that's there? Or should I, you know, all of a sudden it becomes um, like this need versus desire to actually want to go out to eat and make it mm-hmm. something enjoyable. Um, but I'll ask people when they're doing, and they're kind of like randomly picking up a sandwich somewhere or picking up, you know, some tacos or something like that because they need something to eat. Um, I ask them, do they actually enjoy that? (laughs) You know, it's like, did you enjoy eating that? Or did you eat it in your car? Did you eat it while on your phone? Did you eat it? You know, like that $15 that you just spent, did you even remember it? You know? in any sort of way, um, because people do not consciously anymore kind of connect food mm. with enjoyment anymore. Yeah. It's just a necessity. Like I need to eat. So I'm just going to eat and not enjoy it. Yeah. And then they eat their sandwich, not knowing what was in that sandwich. And then they sit there maybe an hour later and they don't feel well. Mm-hmm. Why do you not feel well? Well, I didn't actually know where that bread came from, you know, or, you know, you all of a sudden you're not connecting and you're wondering why your energy levels are low and you don't feel good. Mm-hmm. So or we overeat that, because we're distracted, right? We're watching right. TV and we overeat because mm-hmm. we're not paying attention to like our hunger cues of like, oh, I'm satiated. I'm good. I don't need to eat more. And so when yep. we're distracted, we tend to overeat. 
Yep. And then people constantly have sugar cravings. So, you know, you don't think you're having a sugar craving, but you're having a sugar craving. And then you, you know, all of a sudden you order a latte and in that latte, you've now put in some extra sugar into your latte. So you can have this like extra bump of like sugar um, where in fact, you probably an hour before that could have eaten some, some trail mix, or you could have eaten, you know, this nice, like homemade, um, protein bar. And then you didn't need to go and have that caffeine and that extra like sugar pump put into it just because you forgot to eat, but you, you know, it's making this conscious awareness to plan your day a little bit. So you're not making these mistakes and not feeling well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Food is fuel. Food is energy, right? That's exactly why we eat it for fuel and energy. And a lot of times, yeah, people have that midday crash at that two o'clock, where you just like hit that wall. And then we, we run a, your body wants that quick energy. So it wants the sugar, it wants the caffeine, mm-hmm. but if we're like eating a really good breakfast in the morning, we're not skipping breakfast because we're waking up too late to get to work. So we're skipping breakfast altogether and we're just drinking our coffee. And then we get to lunch and we're running to Culver's because we only have a 30 minute lunch. Cause we didn't prep anything. And then two o'clock mm-hmm. comes around. You're wondering why you're crashing. Well, you're crashing, not because you're tired or you need, it's just that you haven't fueled your body properly. You right. gave your body nothing that day to go off of. And now you're asking it to like work and be present and stay focused on your job. And it's like, it needs so much more energy and clean energy and you're not giving it. You just gave it this heavy Culver's lunch and you skipped breakfast and just had coffee. Like it's just, you're, we, we start to think we stop like we, oh, we're only in the moment. So like, I'm really tired and I'm crashing right now, but you're not asking yourself like, why did, how did I get here? Right. And you're and once you start kind of taking in that inventory of like your whole day and like, why do I consistently feel like this at two o'clock every day or three o'clock every day? And mm-hmm. if you actually sit down and ask yourself those questions and start like writing down what you've been eating, you're mm-hmm. probably going to find that answer pretty quickly. And you don't need to do a food journal for too long to realize that you are running into some issues. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and think about it too. You say you do wake up late, but you meal prepped. And you remembered that, oh yeah, I made these, these, I made these healthy muffins, you know, I can just grab one of these and it's going to give me, you know, 150 good calories or 200 calories of really good nutritious food um, until I can actually go and eat my lunch or have a snack or something that I put into my lunch bag the night before. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, it's having things like that. And then for a lot of folks, because if they are exercising regularly, depending on when they do, they might do a lunchtime workout or a after work workout. And how many times you go to the gym and you don't actually want to work out at all because you really don't have the energy or the, and I think it's a lot of times you're mentally shut down to be able to push yourself to go and work out. But if your body has had the right nutrition throughout the day, um, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to be a little more motivated and happy, and you're not going to have that sluggish feel in your gut. And uh, I've noticed a lot of people, I'm not a medical professional in any way, but I have, when I talk with clients and folks that want to exercise at the end of the day, they feel sluggish and tired. And, um, their stomach doesn't feel well, or um, something has kind of put them off to give them the motivation to want to work out. Um, And then they work out, but it's not maybe their best effort. 
So, you know, it's those little things that you can kind of tweak throughout the day to make that, you know, the end of the day turn out a lot better for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just try to like set yourself up for success. You know, like if you know you're somebody who has to work out at 5 p.m. because that's just how your day lines up. You can't work out in the morning. You have to work out at 5 p.m. Well, how are you going to make sure you're setting yourself up for success? And not every workout's going to feel amazing, right? Even if your nutrition is spot on, like there are days where I just don't want to work out, right? You just had a rough day. It was a lot of meetings and the kids drove you crazy and you're just like not really feeling super motivated to work out. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean the workout's not you know, beneficial to you. Like something is always better than nothing. Just knowing, right. but throughout your day, you're just trying to make sure that every decision you make, you're just trying to stack the cards in your favor as much as you can. We're going to have days where, yeah, the cards just the, the, the card pile tips over and the cards yeah. are not stacked in your favor at all, but Hey, you got through the day. You did the best you could, but then the next day is going to be better. And you're just going to make sure that the next day you're getting right back on that bandwagon mm-hmm. and you're still stacking the cards and you're trying to stack them in your favor. Always like always protect yourself and fill your cup up. And every day your focus should just be like, how do I get to the end of the day feeling the best I can? And what can I do to do that? And for most people that's just, yeah, making sure your it starts off right when you go to bed, right? Am I getting good night's sleep? And then it starts off right away when you wake up in the morning. Do I have that morning routine? Am I giving myself a really nutritious breakfast? Am I yeah. hydrating through the day? And then do I already have my, do I know what I'm eating for lunch today? Do I already have my workout plan? Do I know what I'm eating for dinner? And then mm-hmm. am I getting in bed and getting my eight hours of sleep again that next day? It's like having that plan and stacking your cards. Well, and you wouldn't think of, I mean, think about I, the other thing I ask people is they plan their day. Like you said, um, they're planning their, their meetings, they're planning, picking up kids, they're planning, um, you know, all these little things throughout the day. Why can't you plan your food? Yeah. <laughs> plan you know your cooking. I mean? yeah. Why can't you plan that? Like, it's one of the most important things. I mean, I'm biased, of course, but it's one of the most important things you should be doing with your day. Yep. Um, because without it, you're, you will, you will definitely, definitely kind of fall and fail throughout the day without having the right food in your body. Yeah. And then how you like, how you interpret stress is so different than like, if you're not sleeping and then you're not like eating healthy, the stresses of your daily life, you're going to feel those way worse than if you were sleeping and eating healthy. Like mm-hmm. you're going to be more resilient to stress. Like your body's going to be way more resilient to it because you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're fueling it and taking care of it. So when mm-hmm. that stress does pop up and life does get crazy, you're just going to be able to flow with it a lot better. And you're not going to feel like you're just like barely alive and, tr- and, and like dragging yourself <laughs> through the day and, and like and getting through it. Yeah. And just getting yeah. through it. Like you're actually living life and you're, you like at the end of the day, we all know that we're actually in control right? Like we, I think sometimes we forget that like you yourself, you're in control of every decision you make every single day. Like, so you are like, your schedule is hectic because you've allowed your schedule to get hectic. So how can you look Mm -hmm. at your schedule and make it less hectic? You missed your workout that day, that day, because you decided to miss your workout that day. You didn't plan your meals and eat healthy that day because you decided to not plan your meals and eat healthy that day. Like, and once we realize that the power is actually ours and we're like, Mm -hmm. sometimes we eat, we know sometimes we just forget that. Like we give the power to everybody else. We give the power to our boss. We give the power to our kids. We give the power to just everybody else. And then sometimes we just got to remember like, no, I could take that power back. And I'm in control of how I feel every single day. And sometimes 
people just need to be reminded of that. And they're like, you know what? You're right. Like I am in control. I can start making better decisions throughout my day and setting myself up to make sure that I'm, you know, feeling the way I want to feel on any given day. Well, and I think like with the people that I work with, everybody is different. And so everybody's got, they're in a, cause I focus on the food aspect for the majority of it, you know, and I will talk exercise with people and fitness, but you know, my main goal is mainly getting people set up with their, with their eating journey. Um, so I like to basically start from a nice, um, rounded perspective of what their life looks like Mm -hmm. and where they're at, and then just break it down to focus points of what are we focusing on right now? How many times do you need help getting the meal prep and planning ready? Or do you just need guidance? Yep. So everybody is different on how they need to plan for the week. It could just be as simple as someone doing the research for them on their recipes and their grocery list. And all of a sudden I've taken two hours away from them, you know, and that they don't have to worry about. And I've sent them a shopping list and their recipes and they just plan their time each week. I check in on with them, make sure they're meal prepping and then they do it, Yep. you know, versus someone who has uh, very little time or knowledge or know-how. And we kind of start with you know, prepping and planning, um, from a bare bones, um, perspective and then gradually improving each week, Mm -hmm. you know, so everybody is different. Yeah. So it sounds like working with you is very, it's not a one, you know, it's not a certain specific path that someone has to take when they work with you. It's like, you just kind of, yeah, it's really like, what do you need and how can I be of your assistance? And I'm here for whatever you need. And so that's kind of like a perfect segue of in like, what does it look like to start working with you? Like, how does somebody like start that conversation with you? And then Mm -hmm. from there, what are those kind of steps that you take and you, you, um, you, you know, you go through with your client? Well, right now, if someone is needing some sort of help in meal planning and prepping, and they do have some, generally my clients are needing to either want or need to become healthier. They might have a dietary restriction uh, or medical concern, um, or they're just working towards some sort of fitness goal. Those are generally the people that I've been working with. Um, Mm -hmm. So we kind of figure out, I kind of figured that out from the beginning. Um, so I asked them some basic brief um, questions just to get an idea of where they're at with um, their fitness, their health, uh, budget and time, and then where they are in their cooking know-how. And so, and how they're kind of set up in their kitchen to cook. So I asked brief questions on that. And then kind of figure out if my services are right for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if, if so, then we sit down face to face, either well, face to face on Zoom or in person. And we go through a more detailed consultation to figure out what the plan is going to be. And then the plan then um, is created according to what I've gathered from our, our meeting. Um, and it could be meeting at that point then. It's anywhere from meeting maybe just once a month um, with someone who doesn't need a whole lot of handholding and help 
all the way up to meeting, you know, four times a month who need a lot more time and a lot more energy um, in the guidance of how to get to this point of meal planning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, I, I want to get people to the point where they can do it on their own. Yeah. Um, and I'm always happy and everybody's lives changes. It's not saying I don't want to be your, your chef or your kind of coach in this. It's, I'm not trying to push people away. I just want people to feel strong that they can do it themselves because there might come a time that you want to come back and start cooking again, uh, because you want to learn new skills or you are training for a marathon or, you know, you, you've gone through some sort of surgery and now your dietary needs have changed. And the doctor has said, well, you need to eliminate certain things from your diet. Um, but you're still working on these goals. So, um, things always change life kind of ebbs and flows, but, um, that's generally kind of the steps we would take in working together. Mm-hmm. That sounds perfect. It's just like, I'm here to work with you however you need me. It's I'm not going to shove any of this like way on you. Like you have to do it this way or the highway. It's like, mm-hmm. let's work together, figure out what's, yeah, what's going to work best for you. And, and how is like, how is this going to serve you with your time and things like that? That's huge. I don't want that- people to, I don't want people to be resistant in wanting to do something that could actually be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cooking. That's the thing. It's like food should be awesome. Like I love food so much, like food and cooking should be fun. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome that you say that because it's like, let's get back to having fun in the kitchen. And, you know, and we've, we talked about this and it's just like, you know, eating healthy, I think for a lot of people, they think eating healthy is very bland and boring. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's just because that word healthy has connotations to it. Like what is healthy and like, what is healthy could be a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And, um, and sometimes, you know, people, there's a lot of like BS myths all over social media of like, stay away from, don't eat too much fruit because sugar is bad and don't, you know, use dressings on your salad or don't, you know, it's like, there's so much like crap that people are getting fed when it comes to the nutrition side of things. Like you got to eat depending on your body type and endomorphic and exomorphic and like all this like weird stuff out there when at the end of the day, yeah, it's like at the end of the day, just eat how you see yourself eating the rest of your life. Like we shouldn't be diet hopping. We shouldn't try something for two Mm -hmm. weeks and do something Mm -hmm. else. It's like find something that you can enjoy And then once you find that thing you can enjoy now, just make sure that it's aligning with your goals and that, you know, that you're happy doing it. Cause if you're happy and you're enjoying it, you're going to continue doing it. You're going to stay consistent with it. And we all know in order to get a result with anything in life, you got to be consistent with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. It's like, if you don't, um, the consistency is huge. And even if I'm not cooking with you each week, you setting that time in your calendar that you know that you're going to consistently uh, make your shopping list or go grocery shopping, that's it's changing your mindset of looking forward to what you're going to get from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think my perspective on meal planning is actually really simplistic. There's there's nothing you. It's creating to me almost a life skill that maybe kind of got away from you, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's not, it's not anything that, um, people shouldn't be doing, you Mm -hmm. know, if you have the means to meal prep and get yourself some nice food to cook each week, you should do it. 
Yeah. And like and nothing's nothing's off limits. You know, I feel like sometimes when people decide that they want to lose weight, they eliminate a lot of foods that they think they can't eat. And ultimately mm -hmm. they're eliminating things that they enjoy. Right. And, and then they stop the diet because they want to go back to eating things that they enjoy. And I'm like, no, when you're like going to like, you wanted to start eating cleaner or eating healthier, you don't have to eliminate the stuff. You, you could still eat pizza and cheeseburgers and like pasta. get ice cream on a Friday Everything. night and eat pasta. Like that is not like food is not the enemy. The food doesn't prevent you from losing weight. It's, you know, obviously it comes down to just calories and understanding how much of what you're eating and eating to your, the proper portion size. Portion That's size ultimately, yeah. So like you could eat any, I always tell people like somebody can lose weight and like this sometimes blows people's mind. I'm like, you could eat McDonald's for every meal and lose weight. You just have to make sure that it's within the calories, right? You got to understand how many calories do you burn in a day? And as long as you're eating at a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. Now, is McDonald's the most nutritious food with the most like, you know, micronutrients and macronutrients and vitamins and minerals? No, by no means is it. Could you eat something that's healthier on that front? Yes. yes. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's all about calories and calories. Like, I think, you know, like we get this, there's a coach I follow and he was, um, he was uh, on, on the podcast as well. And he likes to always talk about a lot of people ask him like, what's the difference between like good and bad calories. And he's like, there isn't, it's a calorie. It's a unit of measurement, like right. going for a mile, walking a mile in sand or up a mountain or on a paved road mm -hmm. is different, but it's still a mile. Like yeah. swim a mile, you run a mile or bike a mile, you still win a mile. So mm -hmm. there is no difference of good or bad calories. It's just a calorie. Now, are we going to talk the difference of a hundred calorie apple or a 100 calorie Oreo? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're 100 calories each, but how their nutritional profile is different. That's what you need to focus on. Is the apple more nutritious? Everybody would be like, hell yeah, that apple is way more nutritious than, a, than an Oreo but the Oreo still has 100 calories, just like the apple does. And for well, a lot of times breaking yeah. it down like that, they're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like, so eating that apple is going to be way more nutritious. It's got a lot more vitamins and minerals, but it's still 100 calories. Yeah. more yeah. You're going to get more energy from it. It's just, yeah, it's obviously much healthier, but it's still 100 calories. And if weight loss is your goal, like mm -hmm. understanding your caloric intake is ultimately key to that weight loss. Right. And, you know, I find too, um, kind of going back on like portion control and all of that, um, working with individuals on per portion control has been great. Um, because all of a sudden I'll put together these meals and I'm portioning out, you know, two to three ounces of grains, four to five ounces of protein. And then I kind of like put it in their, in their little container. They're like, holy cow. <laughs> they're like, all this stuff is so nutritious. And I load up on veggies for people. I rarely, I rarely count that, but I'll look at the grains or the starch and the protein on how much we're putting in the portion sizes or telling them how much they should be roughly how much they should be consuming. Um, but when they eat it, they're like, oh, I was, I felt, you know, I was, I'm, full stuffed. I'm <laughs> stuffed. I'm like, well, that's great. You know? Um, do we need to take it down a little bit? Because maybe you just do two ounces of this instead of, and then instead of five or six ounces, we're doing four to five ounces. Think about how long you're keeping and maintaining that energy throughout the day. And when did you go and reach for your snack? You know, did you ever reach for your snack? Mm -hmm. I'm finding a lot of people won't reach for a snack yeah. sometimes after having that lunch. Um, but I tell them, you know, we've done, we do fun little 
a lot of times people might like even something as simple as like a fun dip and veggies or something mm -hmm. like that for the afternoon, something light, because if they eat something heavier at lunch, they want to reach for something. You should reach for something a little bit lighter in the afternoon, but just to kind of tide you over until you eat dinner mm -hmm. uh, versus something going too heavy and too dense because you have had lunch. So we're trying to avoid getting sleepy throughout the day. So it's like, mm -hmm. what can you eat to kind of boost the energy versus mm -hmm. take that energy level down? Yeah. I think a lot of times when people start eating like really nutritious, like whole foods, you mm -hmm. realize how much of it you can eat because they're not super calorie dense. When mm -hmm. you're eating like the potato chips or fast food, that stuff is very calorie dense. You can't eat a lot of it and it's really easy to overeat it. Mm -hmm. So you're like, whoa, that little bit of fast food I ate was 1200 calories when you can almost double your portion size with whole foods and be less than 1200 calories. Right. And I saw like, once you start eating with a lot of greens and vegetables and fruits and, and, and really good, clean sources of protein and grains right. and carbs, you realize that like you could eat so much more food, be stuffed. That's going to actually carry you a lot longer throughout your day. So it's a lot easier to only eat three meals a day, not snack, things like that. So now your caloric intake is just going to be lower just because you're not eating as often. And mm -hmm. now you're enjoying what you eat. And so I remember we've had clients who, you know, Lean Feast is a, is a sponsor of this podcast. And we have a Lean Feast fridge at the gym where people can, you know, order meals and have them delivered to the, delivered to the gym for them. And we've right. had a lot of clients where I recommend like just get four ounces of their protein. So whatever protein source you want from them, just do four mm -hmm. ounces and then get your carbs and your veggies. And then uh, as soon as they get their meal, they go home and they eat it and they come back. They're like, Tom, I was so stuffed. Like I was so full. And like, it was only mm -hmm. in that little container. And I couldn't believe how only four ounces of protein with my carb and my veggie. Like, right. I didn't think that was going to be enough. I thought I was gonna be so hungry. And then I realized like how full I was. And I go, yeah, because you were like balanced with all your macronutrients yeah. and you, you were eating really good whole foods. And they're like, wow, that was amazing. It really helped me understand that what I've been doing before Lean Feast is I was just eating way too much. And mm -hmm. I was eating a bunch of food that just was very high in calories that, but wasn't very nutritious. And right. so it was like this really, you see like the light bulb kind of go off a little bit. It's true. And like, like I said, not everybody's the same. Some people want to eat three meals throughout the day. Some yeah. people want to eat four or five little meals throughout the day. Some people uh, gather the perspective of eating more at the beginning of the day and then starting to trickle down at the end of the day. Or like intermittent it, fast. They like it all yeah. depends. Yeah. It all kind of depends on how you want to eat. But I think being able, like we talked about earlier, being able to find something that you can sustain while still consuming something healthy and nutritious um, is the key. Mm -hmm. um, now, every everybody's going to be like, you know, going to have their own uh, thought process of what they think is best. But you have to think of what is best for you, yes. not think of what is best that you've heard. Yeah, or because, what works for your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. And what am I reading in the news right now that's telling me that this is how I have to eat? Um, because I don't think one way is going to be better than the other. I mean, there are some people where their body does really well with higher fats, while other people need to really tap it down because for some reason their body is not adjusting to eating all that fat. Mm -hmm. um, but everybody type is different. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's, that's why being really thoughtful with what you need is what's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just saw online, there's this uh, ex NFL lineman 
he was like three, played in the NFL was like 360 something pounds. And he got, he retired from the NFL and he's like, okay, it's not healthy for me to carry all this body weight anymore. I don't need to be this big anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to lose weight. And the way he lost the weight would be no, I would never recommend this to anybody to lose a lot of weight quickly. He went on a 40 day only water fast. Oh and my he God. lost like a hundred pounds in that 40 days. Not Oof. recommended at all. Not right. It would be mentally. I don't even know how he did it mentally. That way I would be in the darkest like cave. Like I just have no idea how he did it. Um, He's speaking on it. He absolutely loved it. He plans on doing it again. He learned so much about himself and it was very like meditative and euphoric for him and whatever, but Mm -hmm. it just goes to show what works for one person would, I guarantee you how he lost a hundred pounds in 40 days there's probably maybe one other person on this earth that would want to do what he did to lose that weight. You know, it's just, and it's definitely not like, it's just, you know, so like, don't listen, like you're saying, like, it's not, everybody's different. And like every, some people do like five meals a day. Some like three, some like to intermittent fast and only do two. Some like to have snacks, like just because somebody has seen success in a certain thing doesn't mean that you will. Um, but you can definitely like, I always tell people try, like you never know until you try. So you might as well try something like experimentation is awesome. So, yeah. And, and that's experimenting too, with how you, you know, the food that you eat and kind of going back to like the chefy side of things. Um, once you get into eating different things, you want to learn different things. You know, I go in different phases with clients, you know, we, recently a fun thing. I mean, it sounds fun to me, but (laughs) (laughs) I I started to teach people how to make Korean, uh, like Korean beef. Oh yeah. It's the easiest recipe and there's ways and people might think, well, Asian food generally has a lot of salt in it. It doesn't if you use the right substitutes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, there's so many great substitutes out there that you can still get that umami taste um, without having like a lot of added sugar and salt. Mm-hmm. And you're the one managing it while you're yes. cooking. You know exactly what you're putting in. You know exactly what you're putting in. And so it tastes, and then all of a sudden you've made yourself something so savory and so delicious. And you've got the little vegetables that you put into your, you know, your beef bowl. And you've learned, I can even teach you how to make pickles. And it's just kind of like, now you got pickles that you can throw into Mm -hmm. it. And it's a fun dish for people. Um, And I think I got into teaching people how to make it recently is because I wanted to eat it one day. And so I was just like, this is what we're, this is what everybody's learning now because I'm excited (laughs) about it. And then it got a lot of other people excited to eat it too. But that's what I mean. Like you find a recipe and you figure, I figure out ways when I see something I really like, but it may not necessarily have the best qualities to it health-wise, I'll sit there and figure out what the adjustments are going to be. Yes, absolutely. And that's, I think you're such a great resource for that. Where like you find a recipe, I don't really like, you know, this doesn't necessarily work for me. How can I adjust it? And having Mm -hmm. that go-to person that you could ask that quick question to through an email or a text message, like, Hey, how can I adjust this recipe to fit my needs? And that's mm-hmm. great to have. And like yeah. recipes are like cooking with recipes is, is huge. And I always tell people like, that's where you need to go. You need to cook off a recipe. Anybody could be a good chef in the kitchen if you could read. Because if you could read right. and follow instructions, you're going to be making some delicious food. And where mm-hmm. do you like to point people to find good recipes? I know for us, we tell people like Pinterest is amazing and find some really good food bloggers. Um, find some really good food bloggers. 
Yeah, I do. Uh, there's about three or four, five uh, bloggers that I go to. Uh, I have a huge recipe book collection um, and Pinterest is nice, but you kind of have to do a little more research with Pinterest. Uh, you, I like to take Pinterest. I like to take recipes that I find from bloggers and then put them into Pinterest mm-hmm. into my, and I create a page. Yep. Like I'll create a Pinterest page. That's going to be for specific types of recipes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also manage a lot of my own recipes when I find them. I might put them into Google Docs um, just because then I have this file of recipes. And then there's a lot of different um, places out there that you can kind of keep and manage your recipes, uh, different types of tech platforms um, where you can just click and save a recipe and categorize it the way you want. There's a there's a a whole bunch of different avenues to go that way. Yeah. Um, I know there's a good website called eat this much. I haven't dived mm-hmm. into it too much, but yeah, you just enter in like your caloric intake and then mm-hmm. it'll create a whole recipe. It'll create the recipes for you. And then also your grocery list um, yep. that all fits your caloric needs. And then um, it'll yeah create the grocery list for you. And then also work around any sort of dietary restrictions that you have. So I know that's been a pretty popular um, one well, as well. And then- what I'll do with folks, um, I, I go off of this one free app and I share my grocery lists with my um, client. It's called AnyList. Mm-hmm. So AnyList is a shared uh, just grocery list. And so I take the recipes that I've kind of amended um, from either websites or myself or my own recipes and then create my client's grocery list from those. And so the grocery list they get from me is specific to all the recipes that they're going to be making for that week. Mm-hmm. So then That's they perfect. can go shopping. They can, they can either add on to any list of their, to make their complete shopping list, or they can have two separate lists, whatever they yeah. want, but it gives, it's a great, that's a great tool. Um, but I guess for resources that I go to, I just play around. I like because I like cooking vegetarian. Um, I like cookie and Kate and well plated with Aaron. Like those are two really good blog sites that I enjoy going to, um, downshiftology. Uh, uh, there's another one that's, uh, tin eats. That's more like Asian and different like ethnicities of food. Um, but there's a lot of great resources out there, but I kind of stick to the same four or five. Cause I just, their recipes work. Yeah. Once you find like a blogger, they, they it's like kind of like tried and true where like, you know, every recipe this person puts out, cause you've done a bunch of them, you know, they're going to be good. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you find like, we have like four or five are of our go-to um, bloggers yeah. that we get a lot of our recipes from, because we just yeah. know that, man, this girl, like she is like a spot on, like we love half-baked harvest. She yeah. is like so amazing. And like everything she puts out, we know that we don't have to like wonder if what we're cooking is actually going to turn out and be good. Cause we just know right. like, man, we've done 20 of her recipes and they've all been like spot on. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun to find, find those people that you really connect with and that you really find, like you've had some of those tried and true recipes that, you know, just well, work. And then over time with education, like say, for instance, you're pulling up her recipe and you can't eat a few of those things. Learning your substitutions is really important. And then it makes it so much easier the next time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have some of those like where we, we've figured out how like, okay, this recipe might be a 45 minute from start to finish. 
but you mm-hmm. find ways to make it quicker. You're like, oh, yeah. I don't need to let it do this, or I don't need to put it in the oven for this long. I'll just eat it right off the stovetop. So you start to figure out ways that this recipe you could take off 15 or 20 minutes off of it because Absolutely. you know that it you know that it works just fine doing it this way. When I amend recipes for clients um, and send them their recipe, I will. And if I've cooked it with them, they've seen the process. And so that helps a whole lot. So I might take a couple steps out um, Mm -hmm. because now they've seen the process and now they have this recipe that works for them. And like you said, what could have taken them 45, 50 minutes now takes them 25 minutes to do. So it's a big, big difference. And understanding that while one thing is cooking, then you start to prep other things. You know, so it's like you learn kind of, oh, oh, that's a skill. That's a big skill I teach people is understanding how to start with the thing that's going to take the longest to cook first, get that going. And then you start working on the things with the shorter cook time. Mm -hmm. Uh, You work in succession of kind of the hardest thing and the longest thing first, get it out of the way. And then you just kind of work with shorter times and easier processes. And then before you know it, you've been able to get everything done in a one to two hour window. Yeah. No one I've, you know, we've all been there where you kind of do the recipe wrong and then something has to sit out for a long time until something else is done. And now that thing's getting cold and you're Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, I totally mismanaged this recipe. Like I'm going to have to like now throw everything in the microwave before I eat it because it's just all ass backwards. Right. And one thing I've had to learn, um, that Kelly had taught me just like, I would always just like look at the recipe and then I would just start going. I'd read like step one and just start (laughs) doing it. And what I would find out is that I would get to this point where I didn't have everything prepped and it called for it right now. Like I need to get this in here right now. Mm -hmm. And otherwise this is going to overcook. And now I'm like, holy crap, I still got to like shave the carrots and dice them. And like that, that's going to be overcooked. Like I need the carrots in there right now. So it's like, and now I'm gotten really good at read the recipe all the way through. Yep prep everything, dice everything, dice the onion, dice the carrot, get the bell pepper cut, make the sauce, get everything 100% prepped, then then start. Yeah. Then start step number one. Or like if a lot of times step number one in most recipes is preheat the oven to 425 or something like I'll get that going, like the stuff that (laughs) I know I'm safe doing. Um, And then now then prep everything and then start cooking it. Cause yeah, I've been in such a rush or I've had to take things off of heat because I'm like, Oh geez, I'm nowhere near ready to like throw this in there. So like, and that's okay. But when you see the ingredient prep list, that's so key. It's like, it's like if that ingredient says add in mashed potatoes, you're like, oh you know, crap. You're like, oh, I got to mash this potato. <laughs> now I got to boil them and like, oh man. Yeah. So it's, a, it's, it's like I said from before, it's, it sounds simple, but a lot of times it's not as simple to get into this routine of doing these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you always say like, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And when somebody starts this journey of cooking more at home and eating healthier because they want to start cooking at more at home, you're going to have, you're going to stub your toe. It's oh, yeah. going to take you the first you know, month or so. It's going to take way longer than you want it to take. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to want to quit doing it. You're like, man, mm-hmm. this meal prep and like this ingredient prep and cooking is just like, I don't want to do it. It's taking forever, but I promise stick with it. You will get better at it. And then you're mm-hmm. going to get much, much faster at it. Oh yeah. And you can simplify, you know, 
um, try to find recipes too that are, you know, five to seven or three to five steps versus, you know, seven to 10 steps. There's just, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways to make something really good and not have to make it overly complex. Yeah. We like to save the big, like to do recipes for like Saturday and Sunday night when we have more time and we're not in a rush. The mm-hmm. one that calls for like three different sauces, you got to make ones in the food processor, one you can make in a bowl. And then, so like you save those that are a little bit more like detail oriented that are going to take longer, save those I for the weekend. It. Yeah. Like the really fun where you got to make the, you got to make the pasta and like, it's a bigger, just more fun meal. You're excited to eat. It sounds yeah. delicious, but don't try to do that on a Tuesday night when kids got practice and like, mm-hmm. you're going to definitely like you're you're definitely going to be really frustrated and stressed out. So oh, sure. what are three pieces of kitchen equipment that everybody should have? Just three. I know there's probably a lot more than that, but what are your three go-tos? Like if somebody literally all they have right now is like knives and like forks and spoons and like a spatula and some things like that, like what are like three things that you're like, get these three right now and this will help you out uh, like right away? Ooh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I would say, um, are we including a really good cutting board? Yeah. Like something like any sort of like tool, like food processor, rice cooker, instant pot, like, you know, anything like that. I think a, a really good blender is important, um, or a stick blender. So something that you can use to blend is really important. Um, you could even go on the lines of using a food processor but a good blender can kind of process things too into that capacity. So something like that would be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that you can roast or bake um, items with. So a really good baking pan would be a really good item to have. Um, and then I, I guess from like handheld utensils, uh, I like tongs. Yep. A silicone um, grabber. Yeah. So something where uh, you can grab whatever you're cooking on the stovetop. So in your yeah. saute pan. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I mean, another really important item is a good saute pan. Yeah. So, yes. Um, and not, then, not cheaping out. Like we've done that before where you cheap out on mm-hmm. good frying pans and pans, like buying a really good pot, a really good pan is exactly. like, you're going to use it all the time. It's worth the money. And then if we're looking at kind of more kitschy things, I opt for, I mean, I think the Instapot is great, but that is a learning curve. So that one's something you really need to get trained on to use. And once you do, it's great. It's a great tool. Uh, but the slow cooker, I think, is a little more user-friendly um, just because a lot there are a lot of great recipes that you can easily pre- prep the night before turn it on and pull out the next morning or vice versa. You prep it in the morning, get it in the pot and then pull it out in the evening. Um, But it's a little more, I think it's a little more user-friendly than Mm -hmm. the Instant Pot because the Instant Pot is essentially a pressure cooker, which kind of concerns people uh, if they haven't had a tutorial of some sort on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Where the, where if I'm going back and forth between kind of end product um, they both make a great end product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we love our rice cooker, man. Do we like, do we love that so much? Like we use that oh, yeah. thing two or three times a week. And I think people tend to, the one thing that I've gone and taught people a lot about is uh grain cookery. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that pot 
that you can put grains into and cook that. It's so easy to cook farro, wild rice, uh, quinoa, bulgur. Um, all of those grains are very easy to cook. And you have a lot of wiggle room on messing up mm-hmm. and it's still going to turn out. <laughs> That's always so, good. <laughs> so those people for people are intimidated by cooking grains because they, I think they think that it's going to end up uh, not working out really well for them, but it's, it's the easiest thing in the world and you just got to be introduced to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then you're the perfect are, person are, for that. <laughs> that's right. And there's a few, there's a few, I mean, there's a few other items that I could like tell people to go and get. Um, but I like something that's really valuable for baking in the oven, a really great cutting board that doesn't slide around when you're chopping on it. Uh, I like products that have silicone so you don't scratch up your pans. Um, and then a great pot and pan for your for for your um, kitchen top. Perfect. I love it. Oh, mm-hmm. That's a great starting point. That's a great starting point. So much awesome knowledge today. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to be respectful of your time. And with that, um, I just uh, I can talk about food and, and cooking all day. How can somebody now get connected with you? Um, I know you've done like cooking events. I've been seeing your social media and you've mm-hmm. done like you've hosted events and you obviously got your website. And so what are those ways that someone can, what are the easiest ways for somebody to kind of just learn more about you and just like be able to start to follow you and then be able to connect with you? Okay. So I have, um, I have an Instagram. It's a pretty casual Instagram, but on the Instagram, I have a link tree um, link on there that you can click on to and, um, and, oh, it's, it's on Instagram. It's called Dubas cooks. Okay. Um, so there's a link tree link that you can click on to, and it takes you to my next four events that I'm having. Ooh, fun. You can sign up for those. Two of them are going to be like pop-up dinner style. And then the other two that I have currently on are cooking classes. Okay. So um, either way, and they're at a nice location um, off of Park Street. So you'll okay. see. That. And then um, you get and it's it's very healthy food focused events. And, and then on that same link, it'll show you where to book a consultation with me and answer okay. basic questions that will then drive you to signing up with a 30 minute free consultation with me. Oh, awesome. So you got that initial consultation. Cool. Yep. And then, uh, the other thing you can do is just go straight to my website, which is at dubiscooks.com. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to look into your events. I would love to uh, attend one. I always just love like a good night out cooking the food and then eating it. It's just like a really fun, like, I think it's just one of those great, like call a friend you haven't seen in a while or whatever. It's a good date night. It's just like mm-hmm. a really fun, a fun activity. So I'm definitely going to look into those because I haven't seen some of them that you've been, have done. And then, yeah, they're always just like a really great time. And I'm hoping to do a few more throughout the summer. Um, but right now just trying to meet with people and get the word out a little bit more that I'm here to, uh, here to, here, here to help. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm here to, um, help you spread that word because I believe what you're doing is really awesome and can help a lot of people because now they have a face. Like I said, it 
you know, you could order a lot of, you could do a lot of this stuff online with different companies, but like, you just don't have that like personal connection. So mm-hmm. it's really good to be able to put a face and be able to like, actually have someone come to your house, walk you through your kitchen, meal plan with you and like even cook with you and just kind of teach you how to be just like, you know, proficient in the kitchen, which I think is really huge because, you know, mm-hmm. everybody knows you could buy healthy food and you could cook it, but if you don't know how to cook it, you're really going to run into some barriers. So, yeah. um, that's, that's like such a great service that you're offering. And obviously with your knowledge of like exercise as well, uh, I'm sure people kind of dip into that aspect of YouTube where they try to like, uh, pull some of those answers and, uh, fun facts from you and, and recommendations as well. So like, you're kind of like a jack yeah. of all trades, which is really cool. So, um, with that, Michelle, thank you so much for um, just taking your time with me and chatting all about Dubas Cooks and what you're doing. And obviously your passion is like, you know, top notch for what you're doing, which is really cool. And I'm so excited to see Dubas Cooks grow. And I was awesome to see all your um, all your promotional stuff um, hanging uh-huh. up in some of the local gyms in Madison. That's how I found you. So yeah. um, I was just really excited to reach out and connect with you and, and chat with you today. So thank you so much. Great. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. It was As always, thank you so much for listening, everybody. I really appreciate every listen that I get. With that being said, if you have any feedback or any questions you would like answered on future episodes, please use the link in the bio above to submit me a quick little voice message you could do right from your phone. I would love to hear from you. So thank you so much again for listening and have a great rest of your day.